As we all know, a partisan divide has cut deep through the center of our nation's capital. It cannot be one unequaled man or woman being the instigator for an entire series of unfortunate unfoldings. Republicans and Democrats alike no longer see themselves as colleagues, but as bitter adversaries. What has happened to the political system we once knew? The riot at the Capitol was fueled by many events, but let's start with some tweets sent out by Donald Trump on his official Twitter account. On Twitter, Trump promoted a big protest happening on January 6th. He called it the Save America rally and stated that he would be speaking for big crowds of people. Keeping true to his word, Trump began to speak for the crowd at 12 p.m. on January 6th. Trump's speech consisted of him insisting the election was stolen from him and encouraging the crowd to never give up. During his speech, Trump told the crowd that they were going to walk to the Capitol building and cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. Crowds quickly began to form outside the Capitol. Shortly after Trump's speech concluded, crowds began to scale walls and get inside the Capitol building. Rioters broke in and occupied many different rooms. They got on computers, stole objects, and even photographed themselves while doing it. This created a lot of destruction and had major consequences. Police ordered an evacuation of the Capitol building, people were injured, one woman was shot, and four people died. Was all of this damage worth it? Did this riot accurately portray its intended message? In order to represent the opinion of citizens, we asked a few guests to speak about their answers to these questions. Please note that these are the opinions of these few guests. Their opinion may not be universally shared. Our goal as podcasters is to be as objective as possible while maintaining focus on fact versus fiction. Hi, thank you for having me on your podcast. (laughs) So you asked me to talk about the events that happened on January 6th. So I feel that the original protest that they were having at the rally site was fine. They weren't really doing anything. They were just having a nice protest. But once they moved to the Capitol and started breaking things and hurting people, that's where they should have stopped breaking into the Capitol. I don't think was appropriate and or needed. And yes, was all the damage worth it? No, I don't think it was. There was no point of damaging all of that just for a protest and then you said did this right accurately portray its intended message it definitely portrayed its message just not in the best way because they broke a bunch of things and they were hurting people and there's just no need for that and then you asked how do i feel about trump's twitter ban and was it justified I think Trump's Twitter ban was for the best because he was tweeting some inappropriate things. He encouraged some riots and things like that, and it was just out of hand, and sometimes it was too far. So I think it was definitely for the best that he was banned from Twitter. So yes, it was definitely justified. Hey, uh, thanks for having me. Um, In my opinion, what happened at the Capitol was simply inexcusable. To me, it was one of the worst things politically to take place in my lifetime. Uh, There was absolutely no point to the riot that happened. I know a lot of people would want to call it a protest, but once you start committing acts of vandalism and violence, it really is a riot. There's no point in trying to stop Congress from following the Constitution. I mean, some of the stuff that the rioters were trying to advocate for just completely go against the Constitution. So the whole thing was extremely unnecessary and unprofessional. Uh, As for Trump's Twitter ban, I don't think that that was really necessary. I mean, sure, the guy has no filter and at times isn't really presidential with what he says, but he's allowed to say that thanks to the First Amendment. 
there was really no point in permanently banning him for speaking his beliefs. Thanks for having me. No, the damage was not worth it. Having average Americans forcefully break into our Capitol building while Congress was in session and gaining access to government documents was an extreme national security concern. It depends on who you ask. To some, it portrayed that average Americans will not stand up to a corrupt system, but to others, it shows that white supremacy is alive and well in this very day and age. I feel like it's Twitter's right to decide if content spread on their app is dangerous and violates community guidelines, since we make all users agree to terms and conditions. But I'm not sure if it's a good idea to ban a sitting president, even if he is about to leave office, as it seemed to me that Twitter was his main form of communication. But then again, Twitter isn't the only form of communication out there, so it's not like all communication is cut off by banning him from Twitter. Thank you guys for having me. Because of the aforementioned riots, Democrats and a few Republicans have moved towards a second impeachment of the 45th president. The first one came after supposed solicitation for foreign interference into the 2020 election by the administration. This impeachment was highly partisan, with but only one Republican senator voting in favor. On Wednesday, January 13th, Donald Trump was impeached a second time by the lower chamber of Congress, the House of Representatives. It will now head to the United States Senate to be taken up. Many I've talked to have asked, can Congress still impeach the president after he left office? The answer is tricky. As a matter of fact, the president is subject to impeachment when, indeed, he is president. It is somewhat unclear as to whether the Senate can legally proceed following Inauguration Day, but it is not specifically prohibited. An article in the Washington Post by Michael Ludwig, a former judge on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit, argued that following January 20th, the president can no longer be impeached, without exception. Although Ludwig may have a valid argument, there has been historical precedent, limited of course, that suggests the Senate could move forward after Inauguration Day, the first of which was when William Blount, a framer of the Constitution and Senator, conspired with Britain to help them gain control of Spanish Florida in Louisiana. By the time he had already resigned, the Senate debated on whether or not it could hold a trial after the individual left office. Initially, the Senate prepared for a trial but later voted to stop it after Blount fled to Tennessee. Before Trump was impeached, many members of the Democratic caucus urged the vice president to invoke the 25th Amendment, which allows the vice president, along with the majority of the president's principal officers, to transfer official duties from president to vice president. There was a constitutional question involved by the proposition of quelling the situation via the 25th Amendment. Mike Pence, the vice president, sent a letter to the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, saying that the amendment was designed to address presidential incapacity or disability, adding, invoking the 25th Amendment would set a terrible precedent. Only a few months ago, Speaker Pelosi said, we must be very respectful of not making a judgment on the basis of a comment or behavior that we don't like but based on a medical decision. 
As of right now, there is no confirmation of whether or not the president will be convicted in the Senate, as it would take all current Democratic senators and 17 Republican senators a two-thirds majority. To add to the seemingly perpetual chaos occurring in our nation, Twitter, along with Facebook and other social media platforms, have exiled the president and other conservative voices from their sites. They reasoned that the social media refugees might risk inciting violence or insurrection, although it is true that private companies are not held accountable to the First Amendment. Many, even some on the left, believe that the tech giants went too far in suppressing freedom of speech. Thanks for listening to this episode of Society in the Labyrinth. Make sure to follow so you can hear our next episode about how governments are created.